What up, friends? If you know about Jobber, you know they do a great job of supporting and promoting small businesses just like me and you. Um, So I wanted to take a moment, jump in here, and say thanks for their sponsorship and promoting our podcast. One of our listeners tuned in and wanted to know what kind of businesses does Jobber help? Well, Jobber helps a wide range of home service businesses. Just to name a few, plumbing, painting, roofing, landscaping, lawn care, pest control, snow removal, and general contracting. Basically, if you operate a business that provides a service to customers at their property, Jobber can help. Check out the full list of industries at www.getjobber.com backslash Britt-Dowd, and that's B-R-I-T-T-D-O-W-D. So I hope you check it out, and again, thanks Jobber for promoting this podcast. This is the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, starting in three, two, one, go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Um, So here's what we got lined up. We've got quite a smorgasbord, if I'm saying that correctly, of material for you. We've got the buffet style fixing to come at you. So towards the end of this episode, we're going to cap everything off with um, a discussion with our team around fault and responsibility. may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility how you handle that and move forward. So we get into that conversation, but right now I want you guys to... um, I want you to take a little break, dig out your, your notepad or pull it up on your phone. I've got my little, if you can hear that, cold brew coffee. Fixing to uh, have a casual conversation here with you before we get into our documented episode. So this material is coming directly from listeners and people that follow us on Instagram, people that I've chatted with personally. Um, whether it be over text message, DM, and then a lot of you guys I have actually reached out to and we've just had about a 30-40 minute conversation over the phone. So here's what we're going to get into. Um, We're going to talk about some actual practical knowledge around lawn applications, Um, but it's not going to be a snoozer, I promise you that. Um, So stay with me because I also want to discuss knowing your numbers. And um, we'll, we'll get into that. So let's start with this. We've had a few people, we've talked about how um, a few lines of service can increase margin and how um, expanding like your skill set. And so, so with the reason I always push lawn applications is because there's so much margin found in it. Um, and it's found in it because when I first started, um, my father-in-law, he's kind of the one who who approached me about getting into it, and I didn't realize the, the, the world that would be open to me when I did this. The, the main reason is because when you, when you get licensed, when you add the education, when you add this very specific technical skill, it adds a level of professionalism to your company. And when you have professionalism and more knowledge, now there's value. And when there's value, you're able to charge more of a premium. Um, so... 
it doesn't have to be lawn applications. So I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh, he just wants us to do lawn applications. It could be anything. It could be anything. A technical skill with irrigation or certain installs or hardscaping, whatever it is, find your niche, add value, add professionalism, and there's going to be your growth. There's going to be your profit margin. But we've just had so many people reach out the past week that I thought it would be a good episode to do. Um, and it would be be some good value for you guys. So I'm going to break out literally every detail of our lawn care program. And if you guys have more specific questions, um, you can email me directly. Uh, and it's lawncareleader at gmail.com. Or you can DM me at lawncareleaderspodcast. Um, be happy to help out and um, give you guys some more information around this. So what our company does is, so we're in Kansas City. We do a six-step program. We do six visits. Now, where it gets a little tricky and we're, we're trying to word it correctly and still add value is we do eight applications with those six visits because on our third visit, we also do a second nut sedge treatment. We charge for nut sedge. I know that's going to blow some people's minds out there, and I know it's going to rock your client's world, but guess what? In our area, it's become a big enough problem where we need to be charging for the service. Not only are we losing money, losing time, spending a lot of labor out there, spot spraying our lives away, but it's also just nice to be able to add value to the clients and and do it correctly and properly. Um, On our fourth visit is when we're doing grub treatment. And so the six visits, as far as dates, go as follows. Whenever it warms up, late February, early March is when we start our app one. That is pre-emergence and it's granular and we do split applications of prodiamine so that first application we're putting down at four pounds per thousand square feet so you got a five thousand square foot standard postage stamp lawn you're putting 20 pounds per thousand square feet of that product down Um, and i told you this is going to be conversation style so let me find it here so our green again application one. We are putting down Promate 1307 with 30% SCU and Prodiamine. Again, that's split application. So when I say split application, what that means is we're putting half the Prodiamine down on our first application and half on the second. What we believe that does is it gives us further coverage deeper into the season because you put app one down way early in March what happens? It provides a barrier. It's doing really good. But whenever the soil cracks, we get any type of heat, it breaks that pre-emergence barrier. So literally picture a blanket over the lawn. It cracks. That's where you're going to get breakthrough of crabgrass, other grassy weeds. So that's what we're putting down. Promate 1307 early season. Um, Sometimes we'll do a higher nitrogen rate if we want to really give it a kick in the pants or we'll do an extra kickstarter fertilizer. But that's our app one. Now, we can switch app one to liquid if it's a new client and they sign on late. So I'll get into that. That is That time frame is four to six weeks. So March, all of March to mid-April, we want to have our app one done for our existing clients. Okay, But we'll keep it open um, through April for any new clients. We'll try to squeeze in that first application. That way, um, they get the value and the benefit of, of staggering those pre-emergence treatments. App two, 
what we're doing is liquid application. So we've got the Z sprays, we've got the big bulk tanks, and we are doing broadleaf herbicide. So we do Trimec 992 from PBI Gordon. We're gonna do prodiamine, our second, our second application of prodiamine. So that's the split app portion. And then we're going to do Coron, um, which is just a fancy term for controlled release nitrogen. So we got Coron, ENC is another uh, fertilizer product. So you've got more micronutrients. ENC, the numbers for that are 1185. And those numbers are nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Now, on our, on our uh, app two, um, we are also doing, uh, we add a broadleaf herbicide uh, called Tricera. Um, the active ingredient in there is triclopyr. That picks up some of your tougher, like wild violets, wild strawberry, um, wood stem plants, some clover. Um, so that's what that will help with. Let me go here to these rates. Um, where are we at? Da -da 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 -da. Okay, here we go. So again, we've got two broadleaf herbicides, Trimec and, and Tricera. We've got two fertilizers, a quick release and a slow release. This, the Coron, the controlled release nitrogen, that's obviously your, that's your slow release. Okay, so prodiamine in a 200 gallon tank, we're putting down 36 ounces in a 200 gallon tank. Trimec 992 in a 200 gallon tank, we're putting eight pints, okay? Now all these rates are based off of per thousand square feet recommendations. Now one tip I will give you, we never go with a high rate and we never go with a low rate. We always go with the mid rate because guess what the variable is? Your applicators. So however the applicator is applying the product, that's the rate that the homeowner is going to get. So if I, our guys are moving a little quick in the morning, they're boogieing along and that application is a little low, at least we're still at that low rate, right? Now if they get going slower in the day, it's hot the rate is higher because they're not moving as fast. Okay, now we're still at the high rate. So you always want to go with a mid rate on everything. That's kind of our general rule of thumb. Okay, so you've got prodiamine 36 ounces, Trimec 8 pints. Now we're putting 8 gallons of Coron in a 200 gallon tank. We're putting 13.8 ounces or 6 ounces per acre into a 200 gallon tank of Tricera. That's our other broadleaf herbicide. And then lastly, the other fertilizer, ENC, we're putting 150 ounces into a 200-gallon tank. So those are going to be your numbers that um, you want to jot down because a lot of those products will be the same. Um, we'll just switch up the numbers as it gets hotter or colder throughout the year. Okay, so in general, though, we do three granular, three uh, liquid visits. So that first one was granular. The next three visits during the growth season are all liquid. Um, so now, on app three, here we go. Nothing changes a whole lot as far as um, product and fertilizer unless it gets hot. So say we've cleaned up most of the weeds, we may take out Tricera and just do the Trimec 992. Um, and then we may back off of our Coron rate if it gets really hot towards the end of round three. So. That's our, that's our app two and app three are very, very similar with the liquid fertilizer and weed control. What we will add um, with app three, 
we added it this year a product called Anteris. It's a liquid product. I think it's sulfentrazone is the active ingredient. And that helps with early season germination of nut sedge and kind of a light pre-emergence. So one trick we are going to do, we're going to drop that next year. And we're going to go with PBI Gordon's new product called Vexus. That's V-E-X-U-S. It's a granular pre-emergence for nut sedge and uh, set to be a game changer. I mean, that thing, we've seen the test plots on it. Uh, my father-in-law showed it to me, and it's going to be it's going to be freaking sweet. I'll tell you that. So we're going to switch to that. So our, we got app one. App two is uh, liquid. App three is liquid. But now when we visit for app three, we're also charging for that Antares. So even though we're even though we're putting it in the tank and doing one spray, we double bill the client for that nut sedge application. Okay, so then app four, somewhat similar again, um, liquid treatment. This time though, because you can only spray Trimec, I believe twice a year on a lawn. So instead of Trimec, we switch to Endrun. Again, it's a three-way broadleaf herbicide putting down the same ratio, eight pints to 200 gallons. And I should say this, because these numbers don't mean anything to you if you don't know our calibration. We are calibrated to spray two gallons per thousand square feet out of our tanks. We don't do that out of the Z-spray. The Z-spray is half a gallon per thousand square feet. But we like to put as much product coming out of there on the lawn as possible, because that's gonna give you more surface area coverage when you hit that leaf. So you hit that broadleaf um, if you light mist it, it's going to take longer to kill it, and sometimes the results aren't as good. But then you picture a bigger droplet size at two gallons per thousand square feet, less service calls, a lot more value add for the client. Um, then again, we'll keep Tricera with us to pick up some of those heavier duty weeds. We've got areas of town where we just know there's going to be violets, we know there's going to be clover, so we'll keep that with us and add it to the tank as we see that. Um, and then we're going to back off of our Coron by, by this application. It's usually starting to get pretty hot by application four. Um, let me go over the dates again. App one is March to April 15th. App two, about April 15th to May. Um, app three is going to be somewhere in May to through June. And then app four is going to be July through mid-August. Okay, so we're on app four now. Last thing we're going to add to the tank, if the client wants it, again, we're double billing, is our Omni Imetacloprid. And this is at 59.4 ounces. Okay, um, and that might be off. That looks like the rate for the, uh, for the Z-spray. So you're going to want to look at that. That sounds a little, little high. I can go back. But anyways... So again, we've got the normal app four, the FERT and weed control that we're doing for the client, but we're adding um, grub control in there, and then we're gonna be double billing them as well. So visit three and visit four. Say we show up for visit three and it's a $50 application. We're charging 50 for the 3A, 50 for the 3B, which would be the nut sedge spray. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's making sense for you guys. Let me go here and see if I've got um, I'll find it later and maybe add it to the notes. Um, anyways, so now what we're doing on app five, this is our fall fertilizer. We've switched things up a little bit here. Um, talk to our vendor. We're not seeing a huge difference 
and the uh, 1824-12 starter fertilizer. Just more money, not a lot of value add to the client. Um, margins are lower for us. So this year we're going with a 1904 with a root enhancer, um, which is going to give us, you know, nitrogen is cell growth, promotes new growth, greens it up, and then the root enhancer will help establish the lawn and, and give that benefit to the new seed if we do seed jobs as well. And that is the next granular application. So app one was granular, our app five is normally granular. Um, just because a lot of people are doing seeding and renovation jobs. One thing um, to mention is we will keep liquid in the tank on round five. If there's just a ton of weeds and they don't intend to seed at all, obviously we're going to, uh, we'll do a blanket spray for them again. And then our app six winterizer, we're just going with a heavy, heavy, heavy rate of nitrogen. So we just do um, Helena Chemicals Promate bag and it's just straight urea, 4600, straight urea. All we're doing is adding a huge reserve of nitrogen into the soil. It's gonna hold it there going into those winter months. And then um, it will, as it comes out, so you'll have the client mow really early the next season. As it comes out of those dormant months, those roots will pull on that reserve of nitrogen, pop green, and you're gonna have some happy clients. Some happy clients. So. Um, that's our general standard program. Obviously, each client, we pay a, a close attention to what they need. Um, we offer verticutting and aerating and seeding. We offer lawn fungicides. This year, we did a record number of lawn fungicides. We had a crazy wet spring, got hot, and so we had brown patch everywhere. So we offer that. We offer lawn insecticides. Um, we use a product called Talstar. I'm sure you guys know it. The active ingredient is bifenthrin. Um, so we use Talstar for lawn insecticides, and then for the fungicides, we use Artavia. It's a new product we've tried, and uh, definitely the silver bullet of uh, fungicides. Expensive, that, that stuff works. So hope that helps you guys. Um, in general, our app 5 goes from about September to October 15th. Our app 6, just whenever we wrap up fall fertilizers, we'll go into app 6. Try to get them done um, by about December 5th through the 10th. Just weather depending. Um, I can get some cold brew coffee here. Okay. So, that's it. That's a peek behind the curtain of our not-so-secret program. <laughs> not-so-secret program. Um, I hope that helps you all. One thing, um, one thing to mention, though. In general, when we're pitching it to the client, we don't get into that stuff. We just say, you know, each application has some form of weed control depending on the season. So early season, a big, a big focus on pre-emergence. Mid to you know, mid to late season, we're, we're blanket spraying the lawn, focus on broadleaf weeds. Each application outside of the winterizer, though, they're getting a quick and slow release fertilizer. You'll notice if you delve into the controlled release nitrogen, it ain't cheap. Um, so we pay a premium for that controlled release nitrogen. But we also have we also have pretty sustained growth and, and color um, as opposed to clients that, that don't do that or they just hit it with urea. Because you hit it with urea once during the growth, you know, you're gonna get the benefits, but then it's gonna phase out. And we only visit every four to six weeks. 
So that's why we pay a little extra to get that, that controlled release nitrogen down. All right, so let's move out of the uh, let's move out of the practical practical tips. Um, but hope you guys. I mean, I hope that helps you. If it oh, snap, hopefully uh, I just bumped the mic. Um, if it doesn't help you, or you've got more questions, or you're like, hey, I'm not interested in that at all. Um, here's actually the service line that I'm interested in, or here's the question that I had regarding your program. Just hit me up. I will. Uh, I'll add it to the beginning of the next episode, or or do a whole separate podcast and and slap this on the the back end of that podcast as well, just to keep keep reiterating it and uh, hopefully add value to you guys. Because that's that's why I'm doing it. I enjoy doing this. I love the interviews. I love talking to you guys. I love talking about lawn care. I love talking about small business and leadership. So. It's not uh, not a stress on me to redo stuff. Would love love to love to help you guys. So that's why I'm here. Let's do this. I want to drop you with something right here. I've talked to five guys in the past two weeks where I'm just like, oh my gosh, you need to you need to pound this into your head. What you don't know can and will hurt you. You guys, if you're listening out there. You should be freaking out if you don't know your numbers. I'm freaking out. I, I, I've known my numbers for the past six years. Now this seventh year has kind of whooped me in the beginning, and I'm panicking. I've just hired um, another CPA that specializes in crunching small business data and metrics and is moving me from a cash flow basis to accrual basis. I mean, all this. So... I'm panicking, and I know a lot more about my numbers, I promise you that, than you do. I've, I've, I've talked with five people in the last two weeks that do mowing, some maintenance, and kind of a hodgepodge of other stuff. They don't, they don't know their margins. They don't know their expenses. They don't know how much they've, they've brought in from this last quarter, or they don't know even how much they brought in last year. And I'm not dogging on you guys out there. I want you to be panicked. I want you to know your numbers because if you don't know your numbers, it will hurt you. What you don't know in this business will hurt you. Here's what I want. If you're listening, you're a true listener. <laughs> if you're listening, you're a true listener. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's what you get when I just ramble. Um if you're listening in, I mean, it means you really enjoy the podcast. You're you're looking to learn and grow. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put something out there. If you know your margins, your profit margins from mowing, please send it to me. I'm begging for somebody to send me what they're actually making on mowing, and I really would like it to be. I would like it to be a range. I would like like a couple people that have just them and another guy, and then a crew, and then somebody that has multiple crews, but. I haven't found it. The last few people I've talked to, they just simply don't know their numbers on mowing. And I think what what happens is you get scared. You get scared to peek behind the curtain because you feel like you're not making money, but you don't really want to look back there because then it would show, hey, there's actually nothing back there. You know, I feel like it's all coming through the door, but where's it going whenever it gets on the other side of the curtain? Well, here's here's what we're going to do today. We're going to peek on the other side of the curtain. You've got to know your numbers. 
you've got to start jotting down, hey, how much am I paying myself? How much would I pay somebody else to take my job? How much am I paying the other guy? How much am I paying in gas? How much am I paying in repairs? What's my product cost? And you have to back into that per visit. You have to back into that per client. So you may you may be fine. You may just need to charge your clients more. Or you may find out, hey, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling at pretty good margins for where I'm at. But what I'm guessing is, if you're like those five people that I've talked to, you need to be panicking. You don't know your numbers, and it's killing you. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Failing to plan is planning to fail. I got, I got quotes for days, boo. Got quotes for days. So listen with me here. As we're having a coffee together, as we're chilling, as we're taking some notes, I'm, let's do it together. Let's, let's, let's make a promise to each other. In two months, we all need to have a handle on our numbers because if we don't know the score, we cannot win the game. Um, all right, got a little alert popping up here, distracting me. I'm like a squirrel. Um, so let's do that together, guys. Let's know our numbers because at a point, you're going to have to start making decisions that are, that are bigger than yourself that are outside of the leadership capacity that you've just been handling currently. And if you do not know where you sit currently, you're not gonna know what, ne- what decision needs to be made to progress appropriately. And I kind of worded that confusing. If you don't know where you sit today, you're not gonna make a correct decision for tomorrow is a better way to clean that up. So. Um, hope that helps you guys, but hit me up on, on uh, Instagram. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at bdowd32, or I've given you my email. Um, so let's chat. Let's hold each other accountable. Um, and then again, before we get into this uh, talk on fault and responsibility, here's what I want to do. I want to give you one last one last note here. I've um, been chatting with a guy for a few weeks, and I was reminded of this today. And, and I've, I'm working on this myself, but you get what you tolerate. So you get what you tolerate with relationships. You get what you tolerate with your team members. You get what you tolerate with your clients. And the thing that I want to address specifically is you get what you tolerate with your clients. Do not let your clients bully you. Do not let them... Because here's the deal. If you... So I've, I used to give my clients 30 days to pay. Guess what? They used 45, 60, 90 days to pay. So then I gave them, hey, I'm going to give you two weeks to pay. Guess what? They used 30 and 60 days to pay. Now I say it's due upon receipt. And now they're still complaining and still late. But it's better than when I gave them 30 days. You get what you tolerate. If, you, if, if somebody owes you money and you continually do work for them, while they owe you money, why would they pay you? Why? I mean, say they owe you, say they owe you three hundred bucks, and they're like, "Hey, if I pay you half now, will you come out and cut it?" Well, of course, that's a good deal for them. And if you and if you draw the line there, they're gonna they're gonna continue to do that to you. So you have to you have to draw a line in the sand right now for your clients. Add value and add so much value that they want to pay you. And then outside of that, outside of the value add, draw the line in the sand and say, no, I'm sorry, Miss Jones. You know, be, be respectful, be courteous. 
but hey, we stand behind our work. We've done we've done $400 worth of work for you. We need to get a paycheck and we'll continue to service your lawn. Cuz otherwise, guess what it is? You are losing money. You're losing money. My gosh, you're losing money. So not only are you going out and doing a job which is costing you money, you're providing a service at a cost to you and your family. You're taking money out of your family's pocket to go do somebody's lawn. So you're not getting paid to do a lawn. You're paying somebody else to do a lawn. So you're paying, you're, you're doing this at a premium to your family, and then they're not paying you. So you're loaning. And I've got people that say, well, they're slow to pay. I've got those clients too, but we hound the crap out of them. You know, oh, they're slow to pay, but they pay every time. Well, guess what that means? That means you lose money for a period of time, and then you also loan them the $600 that they originally owed you. Does that make sense? So now you're, you should have been doing a job that you would have got paid for quickly, or you should have been selling and marketing so you can increase top-line revenue and grow your company, but now you're losing money on this job, and you also loaned Mrs. Jones 600 bones, okay? You loaned her $600 that she's apparently going to pay you towards the end of the year. Craziness. Crazy, 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 crazy. Craziness in my book. And I hope you guys can picture this. I'm literally in this side room at a coffee shop. I'm sure people think I'm absolutely nuts. I got my computer, my iPad, my book, my coffee, my backpack. And it's like a door with a window over here to the right. And so I don't think they can see all my equipment. All they can see is for the last 30 minutes I've been talking to myself. So, here we go. What you don't know can and will hurt you. And then it can and will kill your company. Know your freaking numbers. Alright? Know your freaking numbers. You get what you tolerate. Draw the line in the sand with your clients. You get what you tolerate. Get good clients. Add value, but get good clients. And keep good clients. Do not keep bad clients. Now... How do you do that? Sell, 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 sell. Scale so much that you're in a position where you have the leverage to decide which clients you want to keep, which clients you want to drop. Drop the ones you want. Grab more of the clients that you love. How do you do that? Sell, 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 sell. Network, network, network. Talk to your existing clients. Referrals, brand, brand, brand. Attract the right people with the correct marketing, right? All right, guys. Thank you for letting me wrap it up. That's all I got. Um, that was only 30 minutes of talking chemicals, programs, numbers. Hope that helped you. Fixing to jump right into our documented episode of Fault and Responsibility. Sit back and listen to one of our team meetings. Enjoy. Ritted out. I'm just messing. So this sounds eerily. <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds familiar. It's really it's like, similar to what we just had to endure yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rattle them off. You got five seconds. What? Favorite new quote. Go, 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 go. What? Favorite quote. Go, 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 go. One. Two, go, 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 go. Three, like, let's go. Go, go, go. One. Two.
door. Silence is golden. Too much pressure. <laughs> too much pressure. Don't go gentle into that dark night. <laughs> what? That's not fair. They, they have the time to think. But we'll circle back around. Ka-chow! Ka-chow. pressure last. Gate pressure last. Circle back to the naysayers. Go. Go home, we'll go home. Oh, so that's, uh-huh. that's a good one. Shooting hoops. I don't even know. Should have done that one. Do or do not, there is no try, brother. That's <laughs> Yoda. Hoops. I'm shooting yeah. hoops. I'm I'm shooting all Why is comment that worse? Alright. <laughs> Favorite quote Taco Tuesday. It's so funny how he's wife at the end. She goes, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> she probably so, so annoyed with it. She's like, Everybody's so excited. She goes, Stop She's like, well, he makes the money sauce. I want to slap the hairline back to the front of your head. You know, bro, that shit. <laughs> you got donuts here, bro. How's, how's the dog? He's saving that for later. Is the dog doing good? Your dog? Get me and Sean's apples over there. All right, ready? We're going to listen to something real quick. She's a tough gal. That's my quote. She's a tough gal. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. What are you doing? Ready? 60% of the time, it works all the time. Mm. This is Will Smith, guys. Oh, Dropping knowledge. The thunder. Thunder is going on back. Can't jiggy with it? Nah, 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 nah. And switch. Turn it over and hit it. You guys remember his last song? Debate with a friend of mine. And we got stuck on the difference between fault and responsibility. She kept talking about how something was somebody's fault. Somebody's fault. And I was like, it really... It don't matter whose fault it is that something is broken if it's your responsibility to fix it. For example, it's, it's not somebody's fault if their father was an abusive alcoholic, but it's for damn sure their responsibility to figure out how they're going to deal with those traumas and try to make a life out of it. It's not your fault if your partner cheated and ruined your marriage, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to take that pain and how to overcome that and build a happy life for yourself. Fault and responsibility do not go together. It sucks, but they don't. When something is somebody's fault, we want them to suffer. We want them punished. We want them to, to pay. And we want it to be their responsibility to fix it, but that's, that's not how it works, especially when it's your heart. Your heart, your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. As long as we're pointing the finger and, and, and stuck in whose fault something is, we're jammed and trapped into victim mode. When you're in victim mode, you're stuck in suffering. The road to power is in taking responsibility. Your heart your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. Hey, I want to thank y'all um, for your response to my IG story, the fault versus responsibility. It's been a lot of uh, comments about that. There was uh, one thing I wanted to add also. I wanted to say there that taking responsibility, accepting responsibility is not an admission of guilt. Uh, you're not you're not admitting that you're at fault. Taking responsibility is a recognition of the power that you seize when you stop blaming people. It, it's not like you're letting somebody who wronged you off the hook. 
Like taking responsibility is an act of emotional self-defense. Taking responsibility is taking your power back. Okay. Power back, baby. Boom. Oh! What do we think about that? He's good. That's good stuff. Lewis Smith has got some good stuff out there. I think that's a good mindset. Um, as we have clients that are complaining, as we set goals for ourselves that we might not hit. Have that mindset. Yeah. And as as things pop up, you guys have any any topics, any questions, any things that come to mind? I just think. As our company grows and as we put more responsibilities on each of you guys, and as each new department grows, as we get more people on board, that's gonna be huge. We were um, reading Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. This came to mind with Extreme Ownership. It's, it's not, everything is, not everything is your fault, but it is your responsibility to figure out how you're gonna move forward and how you're gonna handle your life from from here on out and that quote I've heard this a lot but I think people I think people get it flipped they feel like life is happening to them like this happened to me and so now I'm here this happened to me and now I'm here but it's it's actually the other way around life is gonna happen good things are gonna happen bad things are gonna happen new people are gonna come into your life and it's how you respond to those situations that makes up the high the high level and low level of your life it's it's how you respond to each situation that dictates your future because whatever whatever like a lot of people think okay this happened and so it will have zero effect on the rest of my life but that's not true everything affects everything every good thing affects your life positively or negatively every bad thing affects your life positively or negatively this is everything uh, causes another reaction sorry but this is a lot easier to say than to do it. Oh yeah. Because I'm the one that always saying that too, and then when stuff happened, then I'm the first one to be mad about it. Like last week with my house, so everything was fine, and then the night before moving, they the bank called and said everything was bad. Yeah. So that's the the ten percent, and then that the first reaction I was like, oh my gosh, like it was the end of the world. I couldn't sleep. Shane was mad, everything was bad at the house, it was like this nightmare. But then the next day, I was talking to people, talk to you and my, my cousins, and then I realized, well, well there's something, there's, there's a reason that this has happened. So I changed my mind and said, I was like, well, it happened. Thank God I wasn't too mad at Luke when he called. I was kind of in shock a little bit, but I was calm and wasn't too mean with him when he called. So I kind of thank God for that because of after two days when I realized like, well, let's just figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then it did went better. Like he just called me yesterday. So the bank gave me $1,400 discount on clothing. For, on clothing costs? For messing up, yeah. They gave me $300 to eat this week. They went pick it up like all my furnitures and moving all my furnitures. And oh, so, nice. I mean... Financially, it was pretty good, but at that time when it happened, I was like, I went 100% mad and a headache and couldn't sleep. And then the next day, when you change your mindset and when you like change how you react, yeah. and then a week later, like, oh shoot, why did I even stress for a day? Mm -hmm. But it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot easier to say when you know when it happens. You, but yeah, it took me 24 to hours. You know, if it was probably like two years ago, it would probably take me two weeks to change it. Yeah. The the mindset. I'm scared. 
was good. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say, too? Um, I hope that help was this example. Anybody else have anything? Um, no, that was really good. Oh, something, my thought just slipped before I move on. Um, how we doing on time? Pretty good. Discount. They did all the bank closing costs. Oh, yeah. I know what I was going to say. Okay, so the other thing you have to realize is you, you're going to have up and down situations yet again, but people make up your life and key influences make up your life. And how you react to a certain situation could play out down the road with somebody that you have to interact with again, to your point, you know. How you handled that with the people, even though they may be at fault, it's your responsibility to move forward and handle it appropriately. You may have to handle, um, you, you may have to deal with that person again in the future, but also we have to think about we're going to make mistakes and we are going to make big mistakes. How would we like somebody to treat us if we make a big mistake? I personally want them to treat me like Scott Patrick does. He's gracious, forgiving, super nice, very patient. But a lot of times when it happens to you, all we can see is the immediate need, the immediate fault, the immediate problem that happened to us. And so it's very easy to go into a mindset of fix it, fix it, fix it, me, 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 because we're all inherently selfish. Well, that's that's kind of like what's left last weekend when I had the water heater break and I called them out. I mean, he, the guy kept on asking me if it's okay if on Monday he gets the part he needs and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure if I would have been a douchebag, I could have made an life harder on him and been yeah. like, no, it's got to be fixed today. And I'm pretty sure he probably would have found a way to get it then. Yeah. But he was just asking, hey, can I work with him? And I was like, yeah, it's perfectly fine because, I mean, it's not his fault that it broke. At least he came out and helped yeah. clean up the water and did what he could at least. Yeah, yeah that's so, a good point. It's one of those things that you got to work with people because it's not always like perfect situation when stuff happens and stuff. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Monday, I think we're going to do this. I don't know who's who's talking Monday. Me. You're talking Monday? Okay, so we'll go over this together, but I want everybody to think about um, their role at the company and what are the two most important things in your job. If you can only pick two things that you had to do to make sure you were successful in your job and that the company is going to benefit and you're gonna benefit, what are those two things? So I want you to think about that between now and Monday. And then what are the two most important things that the company needs to do to be successful? And it needs to be- Is that what we think or yeah, what? Yeah, what you think. And it needs to be, it needs to be high level stuff like maintaining lawns, customer service, um, you know, keeping like keeping not are we, are not we stuff for like more, more broad spectrum though. Like you're not gonna say like I need to be better at treating lawns or something like that. You're gonna be like it would be more good. like yeah, be the best in the Kansas City area. Yeah, at turf management, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you, you can do it Monday. I'll do it Wednesday because I had other stuff. Okay, so you, you you can just do it Monday. That's fine. Then we'll do that. So think about those two things. Your role and the company's role, 
what are the two things that we cannot live without? These are the two things that we would hinge everything on. If we do these two things, we know we're going to be all right. Um, what was the first one? So your role at the company. The role and then the company. Yeah, what you bring to the table, the two most important things. Um, and then lastly, <coughs> going to go over here, the six human needs. I want you guys to bring these. Um, I can send you a picture or you can just write them down now. Um, you yourself, I want you to think about what do you need personally, and it changes year to year as your you, your family grows, you're single, you're not single, you get a house, you're renting, everything changes. But right now, I want to know where you guys fit on this on this spectrum. Um, the six basic human needs. First one is certainty. Um, it's like a sense of security. Um, the second one is uncertainty. This is like more of an adventurous spirit, variation, surprise in your daily routine. Third one is significance um, or power. A lot of times this can be with, um, <clears throat> with positional power or power over your own life. Um, fourth one is love. Fifth one is growth. I just put progress on the side. If you feel like you're successful when you when you have progress in your life, you see growth. The last is contribution. This one is your need to feel like you're doing something good is more legacy driven. Like what am I contributing to society? What am I contributing to my family? Contributing to my work? So I want to know what is the most important to you right now? Certainty, uncertainty, significance, love, growth, or contribution? You pick one, or you pick one. You're Mine putting them is, okay. uh, number five. <laughs> you guys want to do them now, or do you want to think about them? Let's do them now, guys. It's gonna be more real if if you do it right off the top of your dome. Like what's it? Sacrifice. Like that's weird. Where significance? Yeah. yeah. Sacrifice. Jamie, what's your blood oath? Blood oath. Right before love. Right before love. Blood oath. Here, Braden. We need to wake up. Oh, oh you put it. Yeah, I put it. I don't have you don't drink coffee. Sammy's ready to tell you. Where'd you put it? He just changed his name. I just he... changed the uh, the meeting name. Mine's number five. I like to grow. Too 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 short. Growth or contribution? Uh, growth. growth. Sean. I want to grow until I buy Jim's house. Bro, that house is stupid. Who's? Jim Mormon? Uh -oh. I've been there once, that? but just on that um, big building. Whatever the one about there. having a sense of purpose. Um, that was significance, isn't it? Significant, uh, significance is power, no. growth, progress, contribution, certainty. legacy. Certainty. I think progress is <laughs> <some> pretty words. <laughs> what are you talking about? You'd say you said what? What was the word you used? Um, having a sense of. Yeah, that's good. Five to ten minutes, pretty good. Um, purpose. That's probably contribution. Yeah. It's gonna stop raining at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, certainty, so. uncertainty, significance, love, growth, or contribution. I like spring trees, bro. It's it fun. It's probably growth. It's pretty easy. 
which is kind of crazy when you crazy. when it's very long. Like you don't want to hit the bushes and trees. Now you like soaking the trees and bushes. Yeah. I was like, something's wrong here. <laughs> Give all the contribution. Let me see. Contribution. 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 Puts that that booty in contribution. All right. That's it, my friends. Ooh, I'm still right. Who, who had minutes. a meeting? That, oh, you prayed, bro. You got, you Let's see. It. I started recording. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how long it was. <laughs> 17 minutes. Yeah. Hey guys, this has been another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Our goal here is to add value through key interviews, documented episodes. We want to learn alongside leaders in the lawn care and landscape community, pushing y'all towards margin in your future, in your faith, your family, your fitness, your finances. Um, we are we are here to serve you guys, and we appreciate you being a lawn care leader. Hang in there, keep at it, reach out to us, leave us a review, and we'll continue to bring you more content just like this. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great rest of the week.